For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and we're available on your favorite directories, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. Don't forget to follow Sydney at SweetsBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at Stacey Pates on both platforms as well. And if you would like to advertise on our show, we would love to have you. Please contact Believe at Believe.com. So another special show for you today. I'm going to take you through an actual game day with Sid. We're going to start with Shoot Around, and we're going to hear from Sydney and Chelsea Gray. Then we're going to go to pregame and hear from Coach Derek Fisher. Now, this was the game uh, that happened on Tuesday versus the New York Liberty. So let's start with John W. Davis with Sidney Weiss after shoot-around. What have you been seeing in these games that you've been able to, to start? And what have you been seeing? You know, what's the difference? I know you talk about always having the mentality being ready, but what's the difference for you in starting compared to coming off the bench? What are you seeing? Um, I think it's it's having that sense of urgency and taking it personally to make sure that we start off uh, strong. Because uh, I know the first couple games, um, a lot of factors go into it. But um, you know, you don't you don't want to get punched first, and then you got to cover ground, and you and you have to expend so much energy just trying to get back into the game or find the rhythm. So I think my mindset is to make sure that uh, we punch first, whatever that looks like. And so um, coming out there. Uh, being really focused. Um, and it starts at the tip. I mean, there was a game last week where we didn't start the tip off well. And you could tell that the energy was trying to be worked back into the game from that moment. And so I think just taking it super personally um, and, and knowing that we're out there with purpose uh, from the tip. And so that's my mindset going in is uh, to punch first. Uh, Leah Secondo on the call tonight with Spectrum Sportsnet. In your, in your off days, because of the quick turnaround, and we're starting to see some players go down with some pull muscles and different things, what are you in particular doing just to kind of rest your body, recoup, recoup as quick as you can to, to, for the next game? Every once in a while, we have pool workouts as a team. Um, and then Court's Corner, uh, Dr. Watson, that's like that's what we like to call her. Uh, Court is always available to us for treatment. Uh, we have Terrence here who, who gives massages. Um, and so if you have bumps or bruises, um, you just got to book an appointment with them, and they're always open. Um, and then we have ice baths. We have tubs right in front of our villa that we can use whenever we want. Um, and so there's, it's finding new ways to make sure that your body is fresh, uh, that is taken care of, stretching a lot. I know that before, uh, in between game days for our practices, we start with um, stretching, yoga, deep tissue type work uh, to make sure that our, before we move, before we do anything, or even if we don't move that much that day, um, that our bodies are getting worked on um, and making sure that we're staying loose, staying active. Um, if you got to go to the weight room and do some lifting, um, it just depends on each person. So I know sometimes uh, I like to do yoga. I like to go to the weight room, maybe get a quick 
lift in uh, just to keep my muscles um, active. And so I'm just trying to, this is new for me too, making sure that I continue to learn how to uh, recover the right way and uh, be fresh for these quick turnarounds for games. Sukni New in LA Times. Uh, speaking to that, Sydney, you were just mentioning Courtney and Derek called her your real MVP this year. What What's it like working with her, especially in these circumstances, knowing just how important health is to surviving the season? Court is a complete rock star. I mean, she's here for us. Terrence is here for us. Um, and they know they're the experts and they, um, whatever they say, you follow suit because they know exactly what it takes to make sure that we are taken care of. We are the top priority in their eyes and they're sacrificing so much to make sure that we're taken care of and we don't take it for granted. Uh, we're super grateful to have Courtney. I think she's the best in the business. Um, and then Terrence has been awesome too. Um, and so it's been a blessing to have two hands on deck that know our bodies, that know what we need, that know our history. Um, and then we can communicate open and freely to them for anything that we might need. And they're willing to do that for us. Uh, Miriam Swanson, LA Daily News. Um, I, I, kind of a social justice question for you. Um, obviously, you guys are you know, wearing the Brianna Taylor shirts the other day and, and you, you, know, you guys have been putting your message out there. And you've talked a little bit about sort of absorbing all this information in a new way. And I just wonder how, in your basketball career from like youth and high school to college to now, how the conversation has changed on teams as far as matters of social justice and racism. Is this something you guys are talking about more now and, and why does that matter? Yes, I, I think, um, like I mentioned last week, um, I was late to the party and really embracing this reality that we've always been living in. Um, and I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because when you're a kid, things don't really register. Uh, you don't really understand certain things that might be taking place. Um, and so I think um, I, would, I would have conversations back in college with some of my teammates, but it never really clicked for me. And so now I'm, I'm immersed in it and I'm hyper aware of uh, what's taking place, how I can be better, how I can be more active. And I think most recently this weekend we had um, each week we're honoring a different um, woman who uh, lost her lost her life at the hands of police, um, and this week we are honoring Michelle Cuso. Um, and it, her, she was 56 when she got killed by police. Uh, it was back in 2014. It was a mental health uh, check-in, and the police were the first responders at the time. And um, there was, I think, eight policemen there, and uh, they they forced their way into her home. Um, and they ended up, he felt threatened by the way that she was looking at him and she was holding a hammer um, and he ended up shooting and killing her. And that's, it's amazing. I don't know if amazing is the right word, but to learn these stories and to, to be able to speak with her mom. So her mom was on the call this weekend sharing that story with us and her mom, she's called Mama Fran. Um, she's known as the godmother as the Say Her Name movement because she was one of the first moms to really take action um, by not letting her daughter uh, be murdered in vain. She took her casket, her daughter's casket, to City Hall in downtown Phoenix to make sure that everybody was aware of that story. And she's been fighting for her these last few years. And so each week we are, we're learning a new story. We're hearing a new name and it's on us. And I'm, I'm thankful that we have the platform to share those stories. And so um, I'm, I'm learning, like I said, we're learning so much. And, um, it's, it's so much bigger than the game, and I'll keep saying that, but to hear these stories, to have the ability to say their names, that means more than any W could ever mean. Last question for Sydney, Chris Camello. 
Talk about the transition, uh, just kind of building, uh, piggybacking on John's question, the transition from going to the bench to the starter, not just offensively, but also defensively, especially tonight without uh, TRP in, in the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm thankful for the sport of basketball because you're out there with four other women who are really good at what they do. And so uh, you might be thrown into different roles any given night, but that's our job as professionals is to handle um, our role and to take it on and do the best that we can with it. Um, and so I know that, um, you know, it's tough to make up for TRP. She brings, she is the head of the snake when it comes to defense for us, but um, it's our job to step up and make sure that we take care of that void um, and that we don't, we don't miss a beat here. Uh, each game is important. And so um, you're going to see a lot of energy on that end and a lot of communication. And uh, we're going to take it, like I said, personally from the tip. Thank you, Cindy. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Go Sparks. <laughs> Sabrina Merchant, SB Nation. So you've had uh, Marie Goulish in the lineup, you know, for a few games now, and I'm just curious what she's been able to bring on the defensive end, maybe that you weren't aware of before, or, you know, how she changes things there. Yeah, I've enjoyed being able to have her in the lineup. Um, first of all, she's been working extremely hard in practice to, you know, she missed some time. So being able to, you know, get some reps and, and really go full speed, but defensively just her communication and trying to get better, trying to understand um, her teammates, um, but her ability, her length um, to, you know, kind of disturb people shooting the rock um, has been good, getting deflections out there denying and some hustle plays, getting some rebounds. So I really appreciate that from her. New and LA Times. After having been with the Sparks for a few years and working with Courtney Watson, your trainer, for that time, what do you appreciate about the way she goes about your job and, and works with you guys? It seems like everyone thinks she's one of the one of the best trainers in the league, if if not like the whole sports landscape. Yeah, I think Courtney's amazing. Dr. Court, Dr. Watson now. Um but I always keep in close contact with Corey, even when we're not in season, just because I trust her that much. I trust her judgment. I trust um, what she's saying is coming from a program of understanding and really learning and being able, not just knowing the information, but able to explain it in a way that athletes understand it. Um, but just, she always wants to put her players first, um, no matter what. And I, you really appreciate that. And, um, you know, she's been in this league a long time. She communicates with other trainers around the league, and I understand, um, you know, her um, her abilities, and she she knows a, a bunch of different things. So you can come to her with basically anything, and she'll be able to tell you. If she can't tell you, she got books to tell you. <laughs> um, so you really appreciate that side and how her mind works. But just her grit and you know doing whatever is best for us. She wants us to be in the best shape possible, injury free. Um, so I really appreciate having her as a trainer, but also a friend. And um, it's good to, you know, have an African-American trainer, you know, in a league full of um, people that look like her. So I really appreciate that as well. John W. Davis, Winsider. If I could uh, get your perspective on something, I would really appreciate that. So um, on uh, podcasts and, and different things that I've done, I've made the statement that, you know, every WNBA team needs a Sydney Weiss. Do you <laughs> feel like she's a person that every team could use? And if you do, could you kind of explain that from your perspective on what I she would bring to anybody? Yeah, I definitely feel that from the years that she's from, she started with LA to now. 
um, she's been a great teammate. Um, no matter if she's getting in the game, whether she's not, and you're seeing, you know, she's how she's working. You know, when the doors are closed, lights are off, she's getting in the gym, she's doing different things. And to have a teammate like that work so hard, keep the communication, always learning, always pushing you to be better. And she's one heck of a player. So it's just a matter that now she's, you know, showing the world what she's capable of doing. But we've always had Sydney's back. We always knew that she was capable of a lot more than she was showing out there and having the opportunity to now do that. You know, it's huge for us. I think she's shooting around like 50% from the three, you know, like that's Sydney Weiss and that, and we've always had her back with that, but also she could pass rock, handle it. Um, so I have the utmost confidence in Sid. Um, but she's one heck of a person. Um, nobody else is getting our Sydney Weeks right now, though. So. <laughs> Last question for Chelsea today. Uh, Miriam Swanson, LA Daily News. Uh, social justice question for you, sort of. Um, obviously, the WNBA has been at the forefront of sort of putting, putting social messages out there for, for several years now and, and, and continue to be. Um, how, how proud of you are you of, of your league and sort of your place? Um, in, in kind of getting that word out and, and sharing those important messages? I'm super proud to be a part of a league with that, you know, strong women, a strong um, unified front, you know, we're at the forefront of uh, kind of sharing these initiatives and um, leading the charge, you know, of, make, of trying to make change outside of the, you know, bubble that we're in right now. And you really appreciate being around women with the, the strong voices using their platform, um, no matter how big or small your platform is, we have one and to be able to use that um, to get messages across is huge. And being an African-American woman in this league, um, it's just to see, you know, a unified front in the message we're trying to push and trying to push forward is, is, is huge. So I, I'm, a, I'm proud to be part of a league um, that stands for things like this. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you. So that gives you a perspective of shoot around. And if you're not familiar with the term, it's basically exactly what it sounds like. So on a game day, if it's not a back to back situation, which the NBA would experience a lot, if it's not a back to back situation, coaches can elect not to have shoot around, but ultimately they usually do have shoot around. They go through last minute things uh, in terms of game plans uh, and exactly what it sounds like. Players put up some shots. They might uh, just do some extra things, extra drills just to get ready on a game day. That's what shoot around is for. Special thanks always to Eli Horowitz for guiding the media through that conversation. And now after shoot around, the players will go back. They will chill. They'll relax. They'll eat. Some of them may take naps. Sydney might watch John Krasinski. You never know. It's in the wobble. They can do whatever the heck they want. The game is approaching now. They're getting ready for the New York Liberty. They've had their shoot around, putting final touches on their game plan. Now we head into pregame. All right, we'll start with uh, John W. Davis. Pregame questions for head coach Derek Fisher. One thing we know about the New York Liberty is that they're not shy about shooting three-pointers, especially this season with their new coach. You know, what can you do to, if not limit that, at least keep that in check? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I do think it's clear that uh, from a philosophical standpoint, uh, you know, they're really prioritizing the three-point shooting and, uh, and points, you know, at the rim. And that's where the game of basketball is going. Uh, a lot more teams are playing that way. So 
uh, it should be no surprise uh, to us, really. Uh, you know, I think it's it's a few things that are key to slowing down the three-point attempts. One, you have to take care of the basketball value when you have it um, and, and take quality shots uh, that allow you to have a balanced floor and then you're able to get back in transition uh, whether you make or miss if, if you're taking good shots and taking care of the basketball. Um, and, and that helps, that enhances your transition defense and that, that's the first line of defense. And then once you're once you're back in transition, you have the ball contained and, and, and walled off, so to speak, um, and you protected the basket as you flare out. Now you have to really be able to handle the ball handlers and keep the ball in front of you. Um, if, if people are constantly turning the corner and, and getting you know into the lane or getting downhill, that stretches your defense out. Uh, and then you're, you're recovering a long way to um, you know, a lot of their bigs that they've given the green light to, to shoot the threes this year. Zowie B, Jordan Holmes is shooting threes, Kia Stokes is shooting threes. Um, and so, you know, we're going to have to really be ready to rotate and, and be active on the defensive end tonight. And, um, you know, we're going to have to play really, really hard to slow this team down. Uh, Doug Feinberg, Associated Press. Hi, Doug. You're out today. Who, who do you hope to step up in her place to start. I know Raquan had a great game the other day, but maybe she's more comfortable coming off the bench for you. Like, who are you looking for to step up in that starting spot? What did you say was out today? Isn't TRP out, according to the thing oh, I saw? Oh, yes. I was like, yeah, you scared me. I thought you, like, I thought you said somebody <laughs> that I didn't know. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we, um, you know, we're going to start Brittany Sykes um, at, at the wing spot, and, and uh, you know, we feel like her, her length and activity on the defensive end uh, will really be good for us to have. Um, and then as well, if we can get stops um, and, and get out into the open court, uh, you know, her speed and athleticism uh, as we flow down the court um, can be a real asset for us. And so, um, you know, there won't be, you know, she doesn't have to do anything extra. She'll obviously get a few more minutes because the opportunity is there. But, um, you know, kind of to your point, uh, not just Brittany, but, you know, other players that will, you know, be getting minutes that TRP is, is not there to get. Um, they'll just have to be themselves for a little bit longer. And uh, nobody has to try and manufacture anything different. Uh, just go out and, and play for one another, play for the team. Things will work out. Great. And if I can follow up, just how much of what you guys need to do to be consistent is about you as opposed to who you're playing? I mean, New York has their five-out system, but really, is it more about what you guys need to do on the defensive end as a team more than what New York can do on the offensive end? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my personal opinion, uh, honestly, Doug. I, I, you know, and we've, I think as a team, we're continuing to, um, you know, find what will work for us, in particular in this type of season with 10 p.m. start, 3 p.m. start, um, you know, it, every other day. It, it is definitely different uh, in terms of preparation and, and how you uh, you know, manage to be consistent night in and night out. But with that being said, um, yes, I think it's always more about um, you than your opponent. Uh, I really do. There's only so many things that can happen in the basketball game. Um, and if, if you have built the right habits, you can rely on that foundation, that training to get you through situations that may catch you by surprise. Uh, so I think that's something that for our group is still an area of growth for us uh, where we can really trust uh, that our basic foundations and principles on the defensive end 
and the things that we like to do offensively really do not have to change much night in and night out. Um, if we, we can co commit to it and hold ourselves to a level of discipline and focus, um, we'll be fine. And so, you know, I, I think that's a, a very good point and something for us that we have to continue to, to connect ourselves to. Uh, Sabrina Merchant, SB Nation. Uh, a lot of the players talked about during the preseason about how the, they wanted the offense to be like more democratic this season, you know, not just Chelsea bringing up the ball up on every possession. How do you feel like you've been able to accomplish that so far? And is that something you think has worked well for the team? Um, yeah, no, I think, you know, the uh, some of that, I guess, last season was, uh, I don't know if we had much of a choice. So <laughs> uh, just based on the way our roster was constructed, you know, Candace's limitations, you know, in terms of physically, uh, what she could and couldn't do. You know, there were always plans to, to have her do a little bit more of uh, initiating offensively. Uh, Sydney Weeks was able to do some of that for us last year, uh, but we really didn't have a, a true backup point guard, um, you know, last year that was consistently available for us, Alexis Jones, from time to time. Um, so, you know, just with our personnel, we have more of an opportunity to do it. Uh, Taya Cooper, Sydney's continuing to improve. Candace is healthy, doing a great job. Brittany Sykes is comfortable with the basketball. Simone Augustus is comfortable with the basketball. So, I mean, we have a number of players now that you, we don't we don't have to rely on just Chelsea's playmaking and ability to create a shot for herself or create a shot for other people um, as the only way to manufacture points. And uh, whereas last year, honestly, that was different. And so uh, we're excited about having more, um, I guess, democracy offensively, um, but uh, not because that hasn't always been the plan. Um, and you know, I, I think. Uh, our team is doing a pretty good job of that so far, but we can always get better. Doug, you said you had one more. Some, Some people are making the injury that have been mounting for teams because of the shortness between games. You played this in the NBA for a while. You've been coaching for a while in both leagues. It, it seems to me most of these injuries are more just basketball related. I mean, someone steps on a foot or an ankle gets turned or something more than a wear and tear that you're playing seven games in 15 days or whatever it is. Is that accurate, you think? Or is, so far it's just more – basketball type injuries then hey we're playing a lot of games in little time and people are breaking down um i mean I, yeah i mean i'm i'm not sure what the data and, and science you know and and what the exact injuries are especially for players on other teams um i will say that in my opinion it may not necessarily be that playing games every other day um the injuries that are happening that we're seeing in the game uh, like you said, maybe somebody steps on the foot and turns an ankle in the game. But um, if you are playing every other day, coming off of a very abbreviated um, offseason, preseason, uh, and then all of a sudden you're playing games every other day, uh, your wear and tear, your ability to recover from the normal bumps and bruises, uh, the time that your body normally needs to stabilize itself, to be prepared to play a season, um, w without those things, you will see an increase in injuries. So I don't know if it's just schedule related at this point. I don't know if we're far enough into it where it's just about the games. Um, I think more importantly, we basically asked these ladies to get ready for the season in two weeks uh, with, with no offseason training, basically. And I, I think it's more of a, a product of those things than, uh, than just the, the games uh, played every other day.
Uh, last question, Leah Secondo on the broadcast tonight with Spectrum. Hi, Coach. If you could, uh, just a couple of your keys for success tonight against New York. Um, I mean, I think the, the, the main key for us, uh, and I guess two keys for always, really, I think, honestly, um, are, are, you know, energy and, and effort. Like, when those two things are high for us, you know, we're, we're really, really good. Uh, we can still win games sometimes if our energy and effort are okay. Um, you know, we shot the ball obviously really, really well a couple of days ago, but, you know, you don't tie franchise records every night. So you can't rely on shot making. Um, when you play against, you know, <clears throat> professional basketball players, if you don't bring the necessary energy and effort, then you just, you're making things harder for yourself. And so I, to me, that's always the barometer. When you see our players um, playing with a, a higher levels of energy, effort, they're flying around the court, they're getting up and down the court with a level of pace and pop um, that, that should jump off the screen, you know, then I think we will have a chance to win almost every game. Um, in this situation like tonight, you know, where, you, you know, you're not sure, you know, playing at 10 o'clock at night, uh, playing on, on 36 hours since the last game, maybe the energy and effort isn't as high as it can be. Um, but those things always jump out. And then I think, um, you know, limiting our turnovers is another area, um, you know, that we can also, I think, really improve in. Uh, if we can if we can get shots on the basket, that gives us a better chance to get back and get our transition defense set. I think New York will want to push the pace on us as much as possible. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, everybody. If you watched the game versus the New York Liberty, you know it was a victory for your L.A. Sparks. The Sparks are now 5-3 and three with two consecutive wins, including over the Liberty on Tuesday night. Sydney Weiss and her roommate Brittany Sykes got the start together, and they set the tone immediately. Sydney was also named Metro Los Angeles Player of the Game. She had 17 points, a pair of assists, a block, and a steal. A big week for your L.A. Sparks, now 5-3 and three on that two-game win streak. And it was also Coach Fisher's birthday. Happy belated, Coach. So now it's time to catch up with the Sparks in our post-game interviews. We'll have head coach Derek Fisher, roommates Brittany Sykes and Sydney Weiss, as well as Raquana Williams. All right, questions for head coach Derek Fisher. We will start with David Yapkowitz with Next Hoops. Two solid efforts, you know, back-to-back here, you know, your first consecutive wins of the season. Um, Just, you know, what have you seen differently, you know, in these two games in terms of, you know, your team being able to hold off opponents' runs that, you know, you didn't see early on? Well, um, you know, I think we're, we're, you know, continuing to build connection um, as a team. You know, we, we have several new players and personalities that are contributing a lot to what we're trying to build right now. And, um, that takes a little bit of time, um, you know, as we continue to get in better condition, game condition. Uh, you know, I think we're able to play harder for longer, and, and that's helping us out a lot. Um, you know, I also think that we are uh, we're, we're trusting each other more with the basketball in terms of making the right play at the right time with our passing, and it's energizing our defense, and and I think it's 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 helping us to get more stops on the defensive end. And uh, we're able to take advantage, you know, when we get out into the open court and, and, and really continue to build that type of momentum in the game. Uh, so those things come to mind. Uh, I, I do think our starts have been better than, than the first few games. And so we're not playing from behind. 
And over the course of the game, you know, we're, we're finding ways to, to crack it open and get some separation. Uh, Miriam Swanson, LA Daily News. Congrats on the win, Derek. Um, I, just about the, the good starts you guys have been having, um, how, how much does it help to have Sydney and Brittany out there for that? Yeah, I mean, I think a few games ago, even before TRP went out, like we really, um, I think after the Seattle game, um, you know, I think we really were able to get a couple of days of practice after that Saturday game, and we didn't play again until Wednesday. And uh, I think since then, we've, we've gotten off to more solid starts. And then, uh, you know, I think Sydney's done a phenomenal job uh, just going right into the lineup and fitting right in with that group. You know, she started several games with, with that group last season. Uh, so I, I don't think it was much of an adjustment for her. Uh, her teammates are trusting her with the basketball. She's making a lot of the, the, the right plays. And, uh, you know, I thought that Brittany Sykes' energy and intensity uh, tonight was um, really a catalyst to why we were able to be so good defensively. She started the game right away with bad intentions for the person that she was guarding. And, um, that uh, you know, teammates respond to that when they see that happening on the court. And we need that from her and, and from everybody in order to be the type of defensive team we're capable of being. Uh, Sabrina Merchant, SB Nation. Hey, Coach, uh, you've mentioned before that Raquana said that she was more comfortable coming off the bench, but you guys had to start her, you know, because of your other situations. Uh, why do you think it is that she's more comfortable in that role? And what have you seen out of her these last couple of days now that she's been able to play as that sixth woman? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that for, you know, player different players, um, it's a combination of sometimes kind of just being able to see the game happen for a few minutes, right? Get a feel for the pace of the game, how the game is being called, uh, players that you're going to match up with, their tendencies, things that are happening that then you can take into the game. Uh, you can see where there might be scoring opportunities or opportunities on defense to do something better than maybe uh, when, you know, when your teammate is out there, you can enhance what they're doing. And then I think for Raquana specifically, um, you know, Raquana is such an amazing um, offensive player and basketball player. And sometimes when you're on the court with All-Stars and Hall of Famers, well, she's been an All-Star herself. There's just not as much room to operate. And that's not uh, a negative towards anybody, but it just is what it is. And I think in that second group, uh, it gives her a little bit more space to be aggressive offensively without taking opportunities away from Chelsea or Candace or NECA. And I think for Raquana, that's a good place for her to be. She feels confident and uh, she's still going to be out there a lot in the first and fourth quarters with, with those players at times. But uh, as you can see, it's really working out well for the last few games. Uh, Pavi, H&B Media. You guys have a lot of uh, great um, individual defenders, but I feel like tonight was a was a kind of an uh, a example of what you guys can be when you all defend as a team and you guys are all, you know, um, on the same page. How much of a step in the right direction um, was that for you guys tonight? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been huge for us the last few games. Like, again, we've really um, – I think these players deserve a lot of credit for being able to receive honest and open, constructive criticism about things that we were seeing in the first three, four, five ball games, um, things that we've been able to watch on video, talk about as a group, and then players taking ownership and accountability for their decision-making and actions. Um, you know, Coach Latricia Trammell does a great job leading um, our defensive efforts and, and coordinating things on that end. Our players trust her uh, and I trust her. And I think our game plans have been 
when we execute them, our game plans have been dialed in. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's coming around. And, and I think that if our roster can continue to commit to the defensive end, uh, the way we're showing for more stretches in these games, um, you know, that makes us a really difficult team to play against because of the offensive talent that we have. Uh, last question for Coach John W. Davis. Good evening. It's still Tuesday night here, and it's Wednesday morning there. So that's my question to you. When a game is going to end after midnight, you know, are you really thinking going into that game that, like, nobody's going to bed until one or two or later? I really need to expand these rotations if I get an opportunity because turnaround Thursday, we're going to be playing the defending champions. You know, and like you said, less than what, 36 hours or however many hours it ends up being. Yeah, no, it's, you're, you're spot on, um, John. I think, you know, we, um, you, you, you can never guarantee that you can pull it off, but uh, the more games we can find a way to win uh, with, without stretching our, our veteran players into the, you know, the, the mid 30s or high 30s in order to, to, to do that in terms of minutes played. Um, you know, th that those are minutes in the bank that hopefully we can rely on when we have to uh, stretch those players to that point. And I think in a season like this, uh, you know, we have the responsibility to our players uh, to, to not put them at uh, greater risk uh, of injury by just throwing them out there and, and having them playing through the type of fatigue that um, just isn't fair to them. So, you know, in some of these games, you know, you've seen me trust bench players for a few minutes longer you know, you've seen, seen us getting players off the court to get them a few minutes of rest, regardless of what the score is. Um, because one, we're going to need all of our teammates and players in order to be successful. And you can't substitute game action and game minutes. So uh, to answer your question, hopefully, uh, yes, yeah, it's going to be a late night. Recovery is going to be a little shorter. Uh, but our, our players are responsible. They're pros. Uh, we'll plan the day accordingly. Uh, today, not tomorrow. We're playing today accordingly uh, in terms of, you know, practice and what we do tomorrow uh, or today again. And, uh, you know, try and put ourselves in position to have a chance to win on, on Thursday night against a good Washington team. Questions for Brittany Sykes. We'll start with Pavi, HMB Media. Hey, Brittany. Um, I felt like watching the game um, coming out, you really kind of took it up on yourself to kind of set the tone, um, you know, um, defensively, you were, you know, harassing the uh, ball handler um, up court. I guess just can you just speak to that and kind of, kind of just speak about the energy um, that you tried to, the energy and the activity that you tried to bring from the um, offset today? I don't think it's a try. I think it's, a, it's, it's what was done, you know, and, I, you know, I just happened to be in a position to start tonight and I knew coming in that, um, you know, their point guard is their main ball handler for the most part. And uh, I just took it upon myself to just lock down on defense every game, every time I step on that floor, whether it's starting, whether it's coming off the bench, I want to make sure that whenever somebody sees me in the game, they know that the defensive, uh, the, the defensive energy is about to turn up a hell of a lot more. Chris Camello. Talk about the, um, the impact that you and Sydney wanted to have together to kind of fill that void. You talked about the defensive energy, but you and her together, uh, bringing, bringing that energy tonight to kind of fill the void left behind by Tierra Ruffin-Pratt. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, we get a cheat code a little bit when it comes to meeting Sid, because we're roommates here in the bubble. And, um, you know, we've just been learning each other on and off the court. And, you know, that off the court chemistry really brings it to the to the to the on the court life. And uh, just playing with her is something that, you know, I look forward to once I know I was going to get traded. 
And I know she's a smart player. A lot of people may, you know, mistake her for not being as good as she is, but she's a beast. I mean, you can see it and to get on the court and share the floor with her. Perfect. Uh, John W. Davis. I'm glad you mentioned the fact that you feel like this off the court energy that you or off the court chemistry that you have with Sydney can translate on the court because I've kind of been seeing that too, because I feel like, you know, you two are developing this friendship and this bond and you know, sometimes you may talk about basketball. I'm sure most of the time you don't, but just that, just that little bit of, of extra friendship really does make a difference. Um, yeah, you know, coach says it all the time, you know, we're learning each other. And when, when we get that chemistry, uh, me and Sid, actually, I've known about Sid since uh, the final four, both of our teams went to the final four in 2016. So I knew who Sid was um, coming out of college and we went in the same round um and, and getting drafted so you know it's one of those things where it's like you look back and you see everything is just adding up to the point where now that we're teammates so um you know that chemistry can go a long way especially in the playoffs and you know we're playing the same teams twice and then it goes to playoffs we're going to play them some more for you know games of five or three so you know that chemistry really comes in clutch uh, last question for Brittany, Sabrina Merchant, SB Nation. It seems like the starting lineup switch with uh, Sydney in the starting lineup and Raquana on the bench has really worked well for both of them. Uh, what have you seen out of, you know, like Raquana coming off the bench that just makes her so valuable in that sixth woman role? Well, I mean, everybody know what Bebe can do. You know, when you get on the court, that's somebody who can hold her own weight. She can shoot that ball, shoot the lights out of the ball. She can get to the basket. And, you know, she's she can be that two-way player for us as well. And you know, having her come off the bench, if that's what she likes and, and that's what's working for her, then so be it. You know, we're just trying to make sure we find the niche for everybody on this team. That way, when it gets time for playoffs, there's no questions. You know, we know what we got to do. We know our roles and we know what we got to execute. All right. Questions for Sydney. We start with Kevin Dana with uh, Twitter Sports. Hey, Sydney. Congrats on the win. Uh I was just curious, as a team, how much was kind of the alternating wins and losses on your mind? Was there an extra emphasis on, all right, but let's get this uh, winning streak going tonight? Um, I honestly didn't realize that we were winning and losing um, every other night. Um, I think it was more trying to focus on playing consistently every possession. So even not just thinking about the, the grand scheme of wins and losses, but throughout the course of a game, are we playing consistently? Are we winning more possessions than the other team? And so I think that was our focus tonight was, yeah, we want to win two games in a row and start to get into a rhythm, but we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up every single possession to beat the other team. Doug Feinberg, Associated Press. Hey, Sid, can you just talk about the three-point shooting for a minute? You guys hit, I think, 11 threes out of 17, and just how that opens up the offense when you and Raquan are hitting shots from the outside. Yeah, I think when we can stretch the floor like that, it opens it up for Chelsea to do her thing, to drive and create. And then obviously we have such versatile bigs that they can they can catch it at the high post drive. They can go to the low, they can go to the block, they can do whatever. And so if we're hitting from the outside, it makes it really easy for everybody to continue to do what they do. And they they cause they bring a lot of attention to themselves anyways because of how good they are. And so it's easy for us because all the bodies are flying towards them, so we just have to make the shots. And so I'm glad that it was clicking. It felt really good out there across the board. Miriam Swanson, LA Daily News. Hey, Sid, congrats on the win. Um, uh, Brittany was talking about sort of the off-the-court chemistry that you and she are building in the Wobble and, and how that helps on the court, and also that she's known about you for a long time back from college when you guys were in the Final Four together. Can you just share a little bit about how, your perspective on that? 
Yeah, uh, Slim and I have crossed paths for a while. Obviously, we were the same draft class, and then in college, we did go to the Final Four the same year. We we didn't play each other, but we were in the same environment, which was really cool. Um, and then it's been so much fun getting to know her, um, being on the same team as her, as opposed to uh, being on opposite sides before. Um, we live together. We live with Marie, and uh, we spend we spend a lot of time together and she's hilarious. Like it, it's fun and easy to live with her. And I, it's, I'm fortunate to get to know her as a person. And uh, we have a lot of fun out there. She calls me garlic salt. I call her Sasson. So we have a great connection and we're going to continue to build off of that. Chris Camello. Sydney, <laughs> great nicknames, by the way. Um, just, talk about uh, what your role has been just getting into the starting lineup and what you feel you need to continue to improve on or what you want to improve on, I should say. Um, I think just continuing to be more consistent defensively. Uh, there were a couple of lapses I know personally that I had tonight. Um, so uh, just keeping it simple on the offensive end, uh, but then also our focus has been defense. And like I said earlier, we want to continue to string possessions together where we are beating the other team and that will lead to the wins that we want. Um, and so I think that consistency personally and then collectively, that's our focus. Last question for Sydney Tufney, you in LA Times. So I, I just couldn't let this go. Why are you garlic salt? When we first got to the bubble, uh, Slim, I call her Chef Slim. She, she's a great chef. And I told her that basically what I can do in the kitchen, I use garlic salt. Like I don't know any other seasonings. Garlic salt is what I live off of. And she was like, oh no, that will, that will not do. And so She's been teaching me, teaching me about some more seasonings and different things in the kitchen. And so there's another seasoning. I, it's called Sasson. And so she starts, she started calling me garlic salt. I call her Sasson. We do this. We sprinkle the seasonings into each other's hands. And that's, that's how we operate out there. Great note to add on. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. Go Sparks. All right. Questions for Raquana Williams. We'll start with Sabrina Merchant, SB Nation. Hey, Raquana. It Hello. seems like you've really been able to get going these last few games. Is there anything special? Is it coming off the bench? What's been working for you? I'm just in my comfort zone, honestly. Um, everybody that know me know I enjoy coming off the bench. Um, it's always been one of my favorites, but I'm also a team player. And I'm going to do whatever the Sparks need me to do to get the job done. Doug Feinberg, Associated Press. Just coaches saying you feel a little more comfortable. You can see the game a little bit and see what's working and what's not. Is that kind of your feeling when you come off the bench? Oh, absolutely. Um, man, fish talk. Um, even when TRP went down and I was playing well last game and I went up to the assistant coach LT and I was like, hey, I don't know fish plans, but uh, make sure I come off the bench uh, even still. And she was like, okay. So definitely um, a comfort zone. Tukni and you in LA Times. Why is the bench your comfort zone? Why do you think you flourish in that role as opposed to a starting role, which seems like something what most people would kind of want for themselves? Uh, well, I'm not most people. That's the biggest thing. And I just enjoy the game so much. And I get so much joy at changing the tempo of the game, bringing the energy. And um, if the energy is low, keep it, pick it up. If it's high, keep it there, you know. Uh, Kevin Donna, Twitter Sports. Congrats on the win, Raquana. Uh, you guys forced 26 turnovers tonight. What did you like about your defensive intensity? We're figuring it out. Like, we're, we're on the same page with Coach Fisher. We're trusting him. We're trusting each other. And we're all making sure we're on the same page. Uh, Miriam Swanson, LA Daily News. 
Congrats, girl. Um, so it sort of aligns with what you're talking about. Like, you feel comfortable coming off the bench, and then it seems like Sydney's quite comfortable in the starting lineup. Does it feel like the pieces are starting to come together and everyone's sort of finding their, their niche? Right. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Coach Fisher, uh, he always tell us, like, he's going to put us in the best situation possible to help us and, and help the team. So uh, me and Sid flipping roles has definitely been a positive for us. Last question for tonight. We'll go back one more for Sabrina Merchant. Just to piggyback on that defensive thing, uh, coming off the bench, it seems like you get to play a lot with Taya Cooper. Uh, what is it like, you know, the two of you in that perimeter? How can you just make things really difficult for other teams? Um, be aggressive. Um, and I definitely enjoy playing with Coop. Uh, just her intensity on the ball. And when she's tired, I could rotate up there and, and put her on a wing and I could uh, pressure up on the ball and vice versa. Thank you so much, Raquana. All right, you guys have a great night. And that, my friends, concludes a media day of interviews. Special thanks, as always, to the Director of Public Relations and Communications, Eli Horowitz, as well as Coordinator for Public Relations and Communications, Natalie Gilmore. Man, games every other night. These two are on point. They've not missed a beat. And just, again, can't say enough about this organization from every angle. So again, thank you so much, Eli and Natalie. So playing five games in nine days, including tonight at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN, the Sparks look to extend their winning streak to three consecutive games as they play the Washington Mystics. As always, thanks a lot for hanging out with us on this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network for Sydney Weiss, player of the game. I'm Stacey Pates, and we'll see you right back here on the Believe Podcast Network on our next episode of Believe in Sparks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.